Welcome to Nature Within You Yoga, a podcast that explores how yoga intersects with our lives in ways both simple and profound. I'm Patty Premari, a yoga teacher and educator. Hi, everybody. I'm joining Patty today. I'm Susan McNamara, also a yoga teacher and educator as well. And we are recording today from East Hampton, Massachusetts. And outside, it is fall. The leaves are turning red and golden and, and uh, amber, and just it's just getting beautiful out there. And over the weekend, Susan, I went for this great hike in Shelburne Falls, where you climb up to this uh, fire top tower this old stone round tower it looks kind of like a Rapunzel tower and you can climb up in it and then you can look out of these windows and just over um, where it's just like you have green fields and then all of these trees that are just starting to really really pop with color it's just really beautiful and I know that you have been out to the Berkshires for mm. the past week and you have been um, studying Ayurveda medicine mm. at Kripalu. So how was how were the colors out there? Colors, beautiful. Um, we, we had a bunch of overcast days, but um, when the sun did come out, it's glorious because you can, you know, as far as you can see in the distance, it's just like you're describing. There's color and, you know, the mountains, and mm. it's just an incredible opportunity, like, to describe what you were talking about to go for a hike and to put yourself in the natural world and to put yourself in alignment with the season that we're in right now. Right. Um, and I just love Kripalu. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, for anybody who hasn't been there yet. Um, everything about it is just it's such a healing place. It's like a sanctuary. It's quiet. And yet there's so much to do. You can go for a hike. You can walk down to this beautiful lake. You can uh, walk a labyrinth. They have delicious food and they have wonderful classes for all ages and abilities. And so Susan just got back from a week studying Ayurveda medicine. And I was just wondering, Susan, if you could kind of give us a snapshot of what Ayurveda is. Sure. So Ayurveda is the Indian system of health and healing. A lot of people will describe it as the sister science to yoga, which was a really interesting kind of way to think about it. One of our teachers was describing that of all of the practices, basically the, the food choices, the daily practices that actually then set you up to be able to be in your yoga practice, to be able to be in your meditation, to um, be doing these supportive things so that your mind is clearer, your body is healthier. And it's a tradition, you know, I've heard uh, different opinions on this. I think the scholars still have, um, you know, some places where they're trying to figure out the exact dates around this, but sort of one of the agreed upon things is pretty much at least 5,000 years old. And wow. then, yeah, and then I've heard people say even longer because Ayurveda first came in as an oral tradition so that the mm. the teachings and the philosophy were passed down from teacher to student. And it was it was really astounding to learn 
because I had no idea that Ayurveda has many branches to it, like a surgery branch, um, gemstones, pediatrics, longevity. There's certainly the spiritual side, the philosophical side. Then there's the medicinal side. Um, so there really is. It's quite extensive. It's it's um, it's really built to hold all of the experience of what it is to be alive. That is amazing. Mm. So I heard you say that some of the food choices you make according to Ayurveda would have an impact on whether or not, um, say, for for example, you could sit quietly in meditation. Mm -hmm. And I have never heard that before. Mm. Yeah, so there are, there are these three qualities. Um, so the first one is sattvic, and so that means just clear. The second one is rajasic, and so that's anything where there's um, movement to it, basically. And then there's the things that are tamasic, and those are the things that are more dulling. Mm. And we all know that. We all know that there are, so coffee would be a perfect and easy example of something that's rajasic, something that's like stimulating and activating. And so if you went and drank a bunch of coffee, we've all had that experience where it's really hard to keep still. And it's- yeah, and so it's probably not a, a good meditation tool. <laughs> <laughs> not unless you want to feel insane inside of your own mind. Well, I feel that way most <laughs> of the time anyway. But. Yeah. Yeah. We which is right because and and we all do that. We don't even think about that that we're super stressed or we're super anxious and then we'll go and do something. We'll we'll go and ingest something or like dark chocolate or sugar, something that is very stimulating. That's what would what a rajasic thing would be. And we're not even thinking like, whoa, I'm already super stressed and now I'm gonna add it's like putting fuel on a fire basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes or the sense. yeah, or the same thing is kind of the the tamasic side of things is like, you know, the duller side of things. It's also what keeps us steady. And we mm. all, we also know that experience too, you know, that kind of couch potato phenomenon. Mm. And, and then you just kind of layer the, you know, the ice cream on top of the pizza or on top of the, you know, six episodes of your famous, of your favorite <laughs> Netflix show, right? And that's a very tamasic kind of thing. And so things that are suffix, things that are clear would be, food choices, um, the type of entertainment that you take in. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that, that what you ingest visually mm -hmm. and mentally as well mm -hmm. has an effect on uh, your clarity of, well, I guess that does make sense. It really does. Like That yeah. was the thing that I thought that was so fascinating slash empowering about the whole thing, truly there's so much just common sense wisdom there. And we've we've lost a lot of that. And we've all had that experience where you're hyper-focused because you're going through your email or you're writing something or you watch something really crazy or disturbing. And we've all had that experience where you're lying in bed and then your mind is going crazy mm -hmm. with the content that you took mm -hmm. in. So that's another huge part of Ayurveda too is something called sense care. And so there's a lot of attention paid to what goes into the mouth, what goes in through the eyes, the ears, the skin. So there's a real sense of, it felt like sacred to me in terms of taking care of your eyes and what it is that you take in or your mouth and what it is that you're ingesting. Or your ears. And your what ears. It, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like 
the news today in today's day and age, whether you're listening to it on the radio or reading it in the newspaper or watching it on television or on your on your phone, it is so disturbing mm-hmm. that it's almost like I think that we have to get better at making conscious choices about when we are going to dip in and and find out what's happening in the world because it's just too disturbing. And then I think that we carry that around and it's stress, you know, it's just, it's, it's little, little bits of stress that build up over time. But I almost feel like it's on the same level as here's this horror film. Do I want to watch this? Because I know when I watch a horror film, I'm going to have, you know, I'll have those images stuck in my head. I might have a nightmare. It's the same thing with the news today. Like, I just can't, I, I just can't watch it so much anymore. It's too, it's too disturbing. <laughs> it's just too disturbing. Yeah, and so that would be like a great example of something rajasic, right? Mm-hmm. That the those things that we're taking in through the ears, even the news. Yeah. And, that, and, and I find that that's, you know, one of those important places of discrimination and discernment is literally like how many times do you need to hear some variation of the same news story that is going over and Mm -hmm. over again, some horrific thing. I'm not saying like, don't know what's in the world, but there's a weird way where we're compelled and even addicted to those feelings of feeling like afraid and uneasy and anxious and those are all really disturbed mind states yeah and then we wonder why we're afraid the way that we're afraid why we're so suspicious of our neighbors why we're so suspicious of people from other countries or suspicious of people's intentions it's because we're we're literally feeding ourselves on fear and anxiety and insecurity yeah and Also, people just taking these hard stands against, you know, what they perceive as the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, I just happened to turn on the radio yesterday and caught a part of a show where the radio host was saying, oh, I harbor no ill will against anybody. And then in the next breath, he was talking about how the other political side was just bad and making all these bad choices and making it difficult for him and how they were all about themselves. And I just thought, wait a minute, didn't you just say you didn't harbor any ill will against anybody? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So people maybe not even realizing they are doing this kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's just such a sense, a great sense of overwhelm. And also, too, it's the norm. And it's what we're referencing. And what I love about this concept of Ayurveda is so much of about it is about referencing the seasons, um, Mm. cycles, our own internal rhythms, um, and, and using that as a reference point, as opposed to dipping into this noise basically that you're describing Mm -hmm. yes so you would take your mind away from that and instead turn it toward what's happening outside Mm -hmm. what is uh you know what is the sun doing um what how many hours of daylight do we have what's growing what is in season right now um and so turning more toward that is that what you're saying 
Right, about aligning ourselves. I think that that's such a hard thing in modern day world where, you know, it can be light um, 24-7 because of the lights that we have, because we can get food at any time of the year. And all the while we wind up ignoring that right now, at least in the Northeast, we're moving into, we're in autumn right now and things are, the food is changing, you know, like Mm -hmm. what's coming out of the ground. There's no strawberries at this time of year, right? Mm -hmm. These are all of the storage crops, the sweet squashes and potatoes and beets and carrots. And those are the foods that are coming out right now. And so Ayurveda, I believe, would say the more that we can align ourselves with the the seasonal produce, the more mm-hmm. we can align ourselves with the light and the dark. You know, like I was just talking to my college students today and you would just wouldn't believe how many people were sick in the room, how many people mm. were absent from the room. And I see this every year at this time. We're almost at mid-semester. People are burnt already. We're not even halfway through the semester and they're sick. And one of the things that we were talking about was there's just more need for sleep right now. Mm. We're yeah, not so true. We're not in the summer anymore. And we're not in but the modern day clock is just go, go, go as hard and as fast as you can all the time. And Mm. we need to be sleeping more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think two weeks ago, Susan, we did a podcast on yoga hacks for the fall, which you can find on naturewithinyouyoga.com. And that's a a really nice podcast to listen to, um, to align yourself more closely with the season. Mm -hmm. And, And we talked about getting more rest and some yoga poses to open up the lungs and to help um, clean out the large intestine. Mm. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can go back and look at that. Um, are there uh, specific poses that are associated with Ayurveda? Or is it just it readies the body in general for yoga? It does help to ready the body, right? Because if we're going to do some of the deeper explorations of yoga and meditation, you know, you need a mind and a body that are fairly balanced, fairly healthy. And so from the Ayurvedic perspective, you know, they would call them the like the biological humors that there are, are different constitutions or different body types. And so accordingly, we would do different postures and different practices based on like what your body type is. So for instance, if you're a real type A personality Mm -hmm. and the type A personalities tend to really go for the hard Mm. driving exercises or the, you know, the hot yoga, the super intense kinds of experiences, one of the things that Ayurveda talks about is that opposites balance, oh. which I love. I was yeah. just talking to the college students about that. It's such a it's such a beautiful and fundamental concept. But if you've got someone who's the real type A personality, they're going to do much better balance-wise being in a restorative class. They're going to do much better slowing down, even though their mind is going to fight that, mm. you know, versus somebody who... Um, maybe has more dullness, maybe is tending towards depression, maybe is tending towards lethargy, they're going to bring that balance in by doing something a little bit more stimulating, a little bit more active. I mean, it's it's such common sense. It's, it's, it's incredible because the system is so... Um, 
elegant and also super complex, but it's also incredibly simple and obvious, I find, in terms of common sense. That Yeah, that really makes sense that opposites opposites balance each yeah. other out. Yeah, because we already have that in the in the lexicon, right, where we'll say opposites attract. And we understand that as far as relationships go. Well, that opposites attract works just as well in terms of us and our lifestyles and um, the choices that we're making for anything. And so, again, if you're somebody who's super hard driving and then you're doing all of this intense listening to, you know, news and podcast or watching like super intense shows, that's just going to keep creating more of that intensity. Right. When what you might need is to actually slow it down, yeah. calm it out, iron it out. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny that we tend to go toward that which we feel most comfortable with. We do. So in a general yoga class, I'm just wondering like for a yoga teacher who might have all kinds of people show up at a, at a public class mm. that you would have periods of quiet and rest and you would have periods of more activity and then you would have periods sort of in between too right so you would kind of try in a general yoga class to hit all of those three um, body types yeah and and basically you know the message that I kept hearing over and over again was um no matter what your various constitutional makeup might be in the in the times that we are living in, you are never going to go wrong grounding people, slowing people down, helping people to focus. So, so that's going to work for everybody because the stress levels are so high that, you know, no matter what your particular constitution is, as a yoga teacher, you will never go wrong by... Um, you know, doing poses like the mountain where you're really grounding people. You're not going to go wrong giving people a good shavasana, mm. um, using different breath that helps them to get more in their bodies. Right. The basics. So, yeah, just the, it really, it's, it is about the basics all the time. And, and that's another thing, you know, like the mind, that rajasic mind always wants to be like having more and making things more interesting and more complicated. And I, you know, we've talked about this as yoga teachers where you feel like you have to constantly be sort of like coming up with something new and interesting. And, <laughs> you know, really people don't actually need that. People need steadiness. Mm. They need like something that they can expect, something that they can count on, you know, a strong, solid sort of grounding container. Like, you know, you've been in my classes, like there's just certain, like I'm always going to do a mountain pose oh, for yeah. that very reason. Mm -hmm. Like you're never going to go wrong grounding people. Yeah. I think it's really helpful too, because as a student, I have found that when every single pose is different, it's just so hard to get into the pose and to feel like I'm in, uh, you know, a healthy, supported alignment. And then it changes again. And mm -hmm. then I have to try to find that in a new pose. So I do like repetition in a yoga class with little flashes of surprises. Yes. My, my own personal favorite would yeah. be that. Yeah. To have a little bit of both. Yeah, because there's a there's a steadiness and that's back to that sattvic, right? That there's a there's like a clarity, there's a steadiness, there's a way that you're you don't have to be figuring out or anticipating, um, and you can settle down into the experience, which is so important given how many of us are 
kind of popping around all over the place these days to just to have this place where you just feel held. Yeah. So would would you say, Susan, that if you were interested in Ayurveda medicine, that this is something you would seek out a practitioner to work with you? Mm-hmm. Or is this something people do on their own through self-study? I think that you could, you know... I think that there's many ways to approach it for sure. And if anybody looks something up on Google, you're going to find 5 million things on it. But what I would say about that is it was a very interesting thing that the woman who was an Ayurvedic physician, so medical doctor from India, trained in Ayurveda, she was in school for eight years for this. And I remember at one point, you know, we were talking about a very specific, tiny aspect of it all. And um, some of the, there's a lot of like body care treatments that are involved in it too, that, you know, are becoming more popular in the West, like something called Abhyangas, which are just this deep oiling kind of massage. And she said, you know, you in the West tend to go from Z to A as opposed from A to Z, you know, that we could sort of jump and skip over a bunch of things. Mm, yeah. And, and I just feel like she really imparted that to me that it's not about like finding these little tidbits or whatever, that there is a much deeper philosophy behind it. And yet what I would also say though, is that there are many ways that people get into things. And so, you know, if you are interested in understanding this a little bit better and that's your way in to get into it, but also to to remember that we're talking about this vast system that is basically including everything. And it's not something that can be learned overnight. And mm. just because you do one of the practices doesn't mean that that's what it is, that it is it is really a way of being. It is a way of being in relationship with yourself and with um, the earth and with everything. And so to just really keep that in mind that it's 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 an ocean. Yeah, it sounds like you could study this for your whole life. Oh, absolutely. Just like yoga. Absolutely. I could study yoga my whole life and I'll still be unpeeling that onion and finding new layers underneath. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like the the image that I often come back to in my mind with yoga and something like Ayurveda is because that can be overwhelming to Mm. think like I'm never going to come to the end of this. But I will often think about these areas as being as vast as an ocean. And maybe I've only got a thimble full or I've only got like a little tiny teacup full of the ocean. um, But yet I have the essence Mm. of whatever it is that I'm studying. And so just to and it's it's both humbling and it's it's also both for me um, inspiring to to look at something and say wow I could actually spend my whole life on this yeah and always be amazed and always be amazed. always be amazed it's just so amazing yeah it's been great finding out a little bit more about Ayurveda I really appreciate you being here Susan yeah. Ta- and helping us all understand it a little bit more and how it can help us in our yoga practice. And uh, just want to thank everybody for listening and say that uh, this is a podcast from Nature Within You Yoga. You can find me, Patty Premari, at pattypremari at gmail.com or naturewithinyouyoga.com. And Susan, would you share your uh, contact info? Absolutely. So my website is the farm at avalon.org and you have to spell out the at and i also write a blog at 
medicineforthepeople.com and the four is the number four. Yeah. Remember to care for yourself, everyone. Until next time, namaste. Namaste. Namaste.